Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. This is our very first episode of 2018. So first, I want to say Happy New Year. And I'm really committed that we each have a very special year. So I've got an idea for all of us, if you're willing to do this. My request is that all of us write down three things that we'd really like to have happen this year. Three things. And if you want to write how those things would make you feel um, by having them come true, you can write that too. And I want us to keep that piece of paper, or if we have it on our phone or computer, somewhere really obvious that we can see it often. Here's the thing that I know about writing down dreams. Things that are written down have a really high chance of coming true. So that's one thing. And then the second thing is, I don't know if you've ever, say you're interested in buying a new car. So you've got, you've planned what car you're going to buy, you know what it is. And then all of a sudden on the highways and on the roads, you start seeing that car everywhere. Or like if you're going to go on vacation and say you bought a some plane tickets to Hawaii. Well, all of a sudden, you're going to start noticing people wearing Hawaiian shirts everywhere. So this there's this really interesting phenomena that happens. And I believe and I've witnessed that those things that we write down and that we're paying attention to, they can really happen in time and space. So if you're willing to play along with me, uh, write down three things that you'd like to have happen in 2018. And it can be things like getting a new job. It can be things like having a great relationship with your loved one, even though their body is no longer here, be getting a lot of signs from them. It can be opening up your own spirituality or your own mediumship or uh, psychic ability. It really can be anything, but something that's important to you, really important to you. And um, anyways, so if you're willing, I invite you to do that. And remember to keep that piece of paper handy so that you can look at it daily. Okay, so that's my 2018 request for all of us. And Happy New Year. Now on to the show. Our guest today is a Facebook friend of mine who has really inspired me by what he posts and what he's up to. And I've always had this strong feeling like we need to talk to this guy. So his name is Stieg Bertelsen, and he is a Copenhagen born rock and roller who lives in the south of Sweden. Stieg trained as a shaman and is trained in healing and has a newfound interest in physical mediumship. In fact, he's working with a team writing a book about Dr. Dinsha Nanyi through Leslie Flint. He has had some extraordinary contacts with his wife, Annie, over quite a quite a long period of time. Really fascinating. Stieg is certainly someone who is trying to help us spiritual seekers communicate with each other. And I'm so delighted that he said yes to being our guest today. Stieg Bertelsen, a warm welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) It is great because you and I have corresponded so much on Facebook and now to hear your voice. It's awesome. Yes, yes, I was uh, busy scribbling down uh, my wishes here, and it's, uh, it's uh, three electric guitars. Ah, <laughs> that can happen. No. no. Yeah, you know, like what I say about guitar, uh, electric guitars, that you, you can't get too many. That's, uh, that's the only thing you can't get too many You're of. You're so elect- funny. 
Electric guitars. How many do you have? Uh, 12. <laughs> Let's talk about this first because when I look at your Facebook page, there's so many pictures of you in a band. And can you just talk a little bit about what you do with music? Yes, uh, I started, uh, I've always l- loved music. From from when I was a little kid, I, I always, uh, yeah, I wandered around in the, in the forest and uh, in the streets and everywhere. And I was always singing and drumming on my, on my knees and uh, especially the Beatles songs because I was a, a toddler when uh, the Beatles came. Wow. So uh, I was singing and uh, all the time, all the time, and uh, that wasn't something that uh, my parents and my friends always liked. But I did it anyway. And uh, sometimes I was out in the out in the forest or uh, by the shore uh, at the west coast where we where we lived, uh, walking or wandering around, minding my own business and singing. So, and when I grew up, I uh, started to. Uh, to get interested in uh, and in 1976 77 punk rock movement that was uh, a, a part in uh, New York and Los Angeles and some cities in, in USA and and in England and in Scandinavia and uh, France and, and so Germany and uh, I started to uh, to play uh, not very good, and I'm still not very good. But uh, music has uh, helped me uh, get through uh, a lot of uh, hardships during my life, and it's uh, also giving me a lot of good experiences and it, uh, a lot of good friends. I bet, yeah. And uh, it's always helped me to organize things and also to sort of believe in my things, but because I was uh, also. Believe it or not, very shy when I was uh, younger. Uh, so the the thing to uh, to jump up on a on a stage and uh, and starting to play for uh, sometimes a hostile audience, that was really really something uh, to do. Where we really really had to to uh, hold myself back for not fleeing the stage or, or just stopping. Uh, getting away but uh, the the plain joy in playing was far exceeded the stage fright of course not of course but uh, but anyway so uh, I started to write my own songs and uh, the latest and uh, maybe last project is that I'm I do um, write songs in a band I have here in my hometown and we play we play songs that I've written about my. Uh, that's not spe- uh, original in any way, but I uh, play songs uh, and write lyrics in my native uh, language, uh, Danish, mm-hmm. and it's also often songs about my upbringing and uh, my childhood and and so on. And um, that that has uh, given me really great joy, and the, the music is uh, like. Uh, you should say a mix of uh, David Bowie's uh, Siggy Stardust period, period and Iggy Pop and uh, uh, that kind of glam rock uh, type of music. Wow. Is there a way we can listen to your music somewhere? Is there any of it online? Yeah, it, it is. But I, I, I 
been uh, I'm not that satisfied with recording this yet but I was uh, actually before we started here uh, talking I was uh, planning on uh, see if I could uh, because they are on SoundCloud uh, some of the of the songs so uh, and there's also a little story for the English spoken uh, to uh, what I'm singing about uh, some pictures and so so uh, I will I will send the link that you can put Put yes, on and whoever's listening right now, it, that link might very well be on this episode by the time you yeah. hear it. So if you just scroll beneath the episode and just peek from time to time to see, I'm just curious. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. let's talk about this uh, world of life after death and how I mm. met you. I don't even know how, what group I met you in on Facebook, whether it was my group or your group or somewhere else, um, but we share a mutual interest and in, um, learning about the afterlife. Yeah. Um, there, there's the thing about uh, that we were talk, talked about, and it's also where I, uh, I started to uh, notice your page and uh, your shows. That, uh, it was because you uh, talked about grief and you talked about, um, talked and wrote about a, uh, that you had a, a immense fear of, of dying. Yes. Uh, in a, on a period of time, and uh, I had that too, uh, and I, I only, I, I discovered or uh, that, uh, something came to my mind that I, the only way to uh, to get rid of it was to plunge, to dive deep down in it, to uh, to uh, face it as the as the uh, normal uh, way that you do KBT and. Uh, all, all those uh, therapists. I didn't know that at that time. So, so I was uh, thinking I have to learn as much as I can about it. Uh, and I've always been interested in uh, reading about different religions and philosophies and, uh, and so. So that was nothing uh, strange to me. But this time it's, it was for real. So I had to really, really, really get into it because I, I knew or I felt that I wouldn't survive if I if I didn't do it because I was afraid I was in Paris I was afraid that I would my heart would stop because I was so scared. Oh, fear uh, is a terrible feeling, isn't it? It is. It is. It's really, really, really. And I also discovered that fear changed my perception. So um, I was uh, I was uh, sort of deep down inside I. I thought I, I have to do something about. It. I have to I have to read and I have to uh, search everything that I can I can find. So I read every book I could find, uh, and uh, and the internet wasn't that uh, well. There wasn't any internet by then, so um, <laughs> I had to read books in the library and uh, go to lectures and and so. And um, suddenly one day, I read and uh, and I was. I still remember it because it was one day I read a little, 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 little article in a, a tiny, tiny article in a in a, in a daily paper uh, about uh, monks in uh, I think it was in Turkey or some somewhere there uh, in the Arabic, Turkish, uh, or the Ori the Orient actually mm -hmm. that they were uh, uh, sitting together. 
to uh, and singing or chanting or or meditating. I don't really know, but they did it to be able to experience God or the God source or whatever we the source whatever we want to call it. And uh, that uh, they couldn't do it alone because uh, the the source and the the force was so strong, so immense that they had to have to be several of them. And I think Carlos Castaneda wrote about it, uh, but I somewhere. And when I read it in the newspaper, also I, I saw it as a kind of confirmation. And it was like. The, dying in my head and I, I looked out the window uh, and I looked at the moon because there was a full moon and I looked at the clouds that were passing by and I, I suddenly think yes yes there is something it's not just it doesn't stop here there is something and suddenly after that it started to uh, my fear sort of vanished over wow. a period uh, of uh, two, three weeks. Uh, but it was also that when I had that fear, uh, during the time when I had that fear, there was also that I I uh, sort of went, uh, and that's, that's very strange because it, it seemed like I'm, I was doing my day, everyday job and uh, my, my uh, everyday business, but, but at the same time in my mind, I was a, doing a, a journey through the times uh, back to the Big Bang to where, and even before the Big Bang, where everything started. So that those two things happening at the same, the fear of dying, but also the, the traveling and it, at, at that, uh, that took, it wasn't only in a, a hour because it was, it was every night every night uh, and it was really uh, really really like there was like uh, torture so uh, it was a plague it was uh, horrible what part and, was uh, torture it was the, the thing that uh, that when you try to live an ordinary uh, life go to work and uh, yeah. you have your kids and uh, yeah do all ordinary activities at the same time, in your mind, you're doing something completely different that is so big and so right. vast and so beyond time. And uh, it was overwhelming. Yes, I guess it was. It was so hard to to uh, to not just as it was hard to do those things at the same time and not uh, telling my my uh, kids or my wife about it, what, what happened at right. the same time, because I, I couldn't actually explain it. But um, I went through that, and, uh, and uh, after that uh, article, I think all of those things, they it sort of uh, got less and less uh, painful, or uh, yes, it took energy from me. Um, and I, I went uh, to be more, more um, content with life, and so. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, and then there was uh, then I had a friend that uh, that had his uh, had a girlfriend, uh, 
and I, I talked to him about all these things because we haven't met for many, many years. And he said, I have a, my girlfriend, she is a shaman. And I, I was, uh, yeah, yeah, she, she, I, you, I can uh, arrange that you can meet her. So uh, when she come down, you, you can, uh, you, well, you, you can meet. And by then I had uh, been in a workshop with uh, several others and I had been making my own uh, shaman's drum and so, but I didn't really know how to use it. So uh, I was uh, really eager to meet that woman. Uh, and she came down and she was really something. And she, she was trained in uh, the Nordic shamanism. And that is she, uh, that she uh, was influenced by, by the uh, faith or uh, the myths and the traditions from the Nordic countries uh, with, uh, you know, with runes and, uh, you know, the, the old Viking, al Viking alphabet and with, with uh, fortune telling uh, and with singing and uh, doing visionary travels out in the outdoors uh, sittings during all night. And so uh, with a vision quest, uh, as they call it in the Native American uh, tradition. Hmm. And a shaman, so I, let me just yeah. be clear, shaman is someone who's like a healer who can see between both worlds, who's kind of psychic. It's one of those kind of people right through the Indian tradition. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not uh, it's not only uh, Native American no. because the shamans has has been in a, a, all around the, the world and a, yeah. from Siberia and a, the Inuits in northern Canada and a Greenland and a, even the Japanese and down to Chile and a, and a, and so so the definition of a, what a shaman is is uh, is a uh, sort of a healer or a, how do you say magician that are walking, mm -hmm. not walking, but working with spirits or uh, spirit forces. And uh, if you have 10 uh, scientists that are, uh, you know, scholars and in, in uh, indigenous culture, you get 10 definition of, of uh, what a shaman is. Mm, interesting. But uh, it's, it's, it's often uh, that you work with the spirits, but also you sometimes with herbs and uh, you do a counseling and and uh, so forth, but she what she learned me was to uh, and that that's the really important thing that was to make my own methods, my own uh, songs, my own spells, my own routines, my own herbs, my own pouches to have a herbs in and uh, and so on. That that I was the captain of my own spiritual ship so to speak yes i love and that that's, yeah and that's what what i call uh, it has been and i call it the, the cat's way the, or the way of the cat or how do you want to, want to say it because i have i have never followed a, a school or been to uh, some of expensive uh, sort of expensive uh, uh, workshops and uh, courses and uh, and so that's there are really many of around the world, um, mostly because I, I, I'm not that keen on traveling and I have never had as, so much money. Right. So uh, so uh, the necessity was that I, I, I had to, to uh, bring my own, uh, my own stuff and my own act together. 
Yeah. But yeah. I had te- I had teachers, mm-hmm. masters, uh, so to speak, and uh, she was the first that woman, mm. and um, that woman. It sounded like uh, Monica Lewinsky and uh, Bill Clinton. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. I, I, I have never drum drum with that woman. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I think it's important to mention, Stieg, that when you just said you're captain of your own spiritual uh, journey or your spiritual circle. Each one of us, I think, you know, we're brought together by this um, life after death world. It could be grief, could be uh, looking for your own abilities, your own spirituality. But it's for each one of us to remember that we're on our own journey. So it may not be exactly the way you do it or I do it or someone else does it. But for each one of us to pick up along the way those tools and that work best for us or those words that ring true as truth to us. Uh, find our own journey, uh, make your own methods. Like you say, like we, I love how you say that we're, we're each the captain, you know, and, and use what works and find those things. Cause we are on this individual journey, right? Exactly. I love it. And, uh, and, and that's uh, you, ha- you, you, you have to make your own toolbox, so mm, to speak, and yes. uh, it's like a a, a medicine a medicine man bundle uh, of things uh, that you collect, and there's also a joy in that, uh, and that's a, sort of a, the the charm in uh, doing uh, shamanistic work because you're you're often uh, outdoor, you're outdoor man or woman. Uh, often you go out in nature or you 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 uh, listen to the winds or you you deal very much with nature and that's uh, that's something that is uh, this the feeling when you the first time you're out in a forest during night all, all on your own and you are not afraid of the dark that that feeling is absolutely incredible because, uh, yeah, excuse me. I think of fear. When you just said that, I thought, oh, my gosh, would I yeah. do that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the first time I was, uh, when, I had, uh, when I had made my uh, own drum, uh, my old, uh, uh, yeah, my shaman's drum, it took one year to do it uh, the old way. And uh, I took it with me, and I the the, the guy that uh, helped us do the drums, he said, uh, because he had worked in in Lapland and he had worked in, in Siberia, so, so he 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 really knew his way around when it came to drums and uh, and how to use them and the techniques. So he said, well, you have to go out first time you play it, you have to go out on a full moon night, out in the woods by yourself. And a, and a drum to the winds and to the spirits and uh, to the land spirits and, and everything. Uh, and I know the first time I went out, uh, I went out and I parked the car and I walked for a great, yeah, for, for some distance. I And I was sweating like crazy. And I was thinking, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I'm a, I was so afraid of the dark and I, I think... Here I am walking out in the in the dark and a, up on a little hill and a, starting to pounding my my drum for the spirits or the ghost or whatever I was I was I was sweating like crazy. Of <laughs> so, course. So uh, well, I did it anyway. And uh, after after a while, then um, then I um, 
I discovered it. I got so um, I got so used to be out in the woods uh, by myself, and even also during the night time. And yeah, it's it's so in this part of Sweden where I live, uh, there there are aren't any dangerous animals uh, of, of any kind. Uh, there are no po- yeah there are snakes, but they are not out in the dark and they're not especially uh, venomous, and uh, there are no big predators in this part. No bears, no wolves, or so. There is a wild boar, but they don't do anything. The only thing you have to fear when you're out in the woods in uh, this part of Sweden is a man. Yes. You, human beings. Um, so when you when you out when you're out in the woods, you are safe. You are really safe. Or the only thing to fear is your fear. Yeah. It's so great uh, that you said said to get through your fear. You know, you really have to. Go straight through. And this is my words, but go walk yeah. right through your fears, and yes. yeah, fear can be so crippling. Um, wow, that's that's a good lesson right there. Hard as it may mm. be to do. So, what did the shamanism bring you? Like, what kind of things were are you do do you do as a shaman? Um, I started to uh, when when I started, I was the, the dumbest kid in the block <laughs> on the block because nothing happened. Because uh, I discovered that my mind was so scattered with everyday uh, thoughts of everything, I couldn't hold a, a thought for a, a longer period than two minutes. I had a attention span of a goldfish, and uh, it was so hard for me. To do it, and that that made that almost scared me. I was shocked by my inability to uh, to actually focus to do the with the drum travelings and so. So I had to really, really, really practice and practice and practice. And and uh, you, you know, when you have small kids or you have neighbors and you live in town, you can't be banging on a drum during the night. So I had to figure out uh, other ways to do that uh, pounding that you do for doing the uh, drum travels, and you just need them in this in the start. But shamanism for me was a a, a sort of safer way to get the bearings in a spiritual uh, uh, how do you say um, achievement or um, development. I mean de- development. And uh, it also gave me, um, I had to learn a lot about uh, plants. I had to, I started to uh, be very aware of uh, winds and scents in, in the woods and uh, the clouds and, and everything in nature became your friend. And it sounds like you had so, to be in the present moment to observe, I mean, if you're going to observe the wind and nature yes. you kind of have yes. to quiet your mind yeah but the the thing is or my way because i'm a, i'm a quite lazy guy actually if i should be really honest so uh, you don't don't make it too hard on yourself because it, it's like if you it's like when you try to start jogging if you want to, if you wait for the right moment to write to have the right clothes, the right shoes, the right wind, and uh, the right weather, you'll never start. Right. 
So uh, you just have to find a person or a uh, something that that can help you get started. And then you when you when you th- when you sense that now I'm, I'm on my way, then you then you can then you can do it on your own. And uh, that development and that uh, that joy in uh, finding your own uh, songs and finding your own methods and uh, and so and uh, your own experiences because after a while you yeah sort of also from the beginning you start to experience things that that you you can't uh, explain with the normal uh, science uh, the 3d world that uh, that we live in uh, daily like what kind of something could you experience yes i i could uh, i could sense when i sat out in the in the woods uh, or on, on a meadow that something something came and started to caress my cheeks on both both sides first on the one side like when you when you do it with you so with a kid mm-hmm. you, you 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 stroke you you softly caress the the cheek uh, on on both sides first one side and then the other and I looked around and there was there nobody was nobody there. right yeah I I sensed uh, very often voices very close and even if you were sitting on a meadow and there was nothing there there was nothing there because uh, the wind the sun was up it was uh, sunset because they say that uh, that the 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 gateway between the worlds open when it's uh, sundown or sunset. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and uh, and there's a moment where the animals uh, they start uh, they silence down, and the wind stops and uh, everything goes quiet for just a brief second, and it's there they, that they say that the gaze and everything it gets possible. I don't know if if that's true or not because I um, but I know that things happened uh, and still do when you're out like that on your own and there's many people that I, but often we don't notice it because we're so preoccupied with everything or uh, exactly. our fear stops it and I have also uh, when we sat meditating you could hear people walk uh, along a, a little road where not not a road actually but a, a small path where they uh, went to the mill because the, the the road was so narrow so they couldn't have a horse and carriage so they have to walk and you can sit there and you can see there was nobody there because it was also a sun sundown sunset and you can actually follow the voices from one side to the other from left to right, and they were walking, and they were talking, and uh, and uh, casually talking about. I, I don't know what they were talking about, of course, but uh, but uh, nothing nothing dramatic or so. Just people as they lived their life before uh, in the old age. Incredible. In the old days. So. I, and I can't help but think for all of us because we talk about it so much on this show, and like mm. you just said, when our mind is busy, you yes. know, we're not aware but the other world the afterlife whatever we want to call it i believe is right here and to the access to it is a quiet mind it is having that intention 
whatever that may be. And I think through you developing shamanism, you're now starting to be able to, you know, feel the touch on your cheeks or hear those conversations uh, and starting to detect that other world. Mm-hmm. This, there was also, uh, also uh, the, the spider web. That's, that's uh, actually something that uh, everybody can that uh, are listening uh, can experience it. if they're walking in a in a forest or on uh, actually uh, it's better if they walk walking on a meadow so to speak where there okay. are no trees and they suddenly feel like there's this soft soft spider web web coming over their face and they're disappearing very very softly not not in a uh, scary way of mm-hmm. course but but like like a caress that that is from the often from the nature spirits the elementals like the, that they're calling and that's that's also a a sign for you to notice if you're you're out and you just have to say thank you and and be happy because they are giving you a sort of greeting to telling that they're happy that you're there, and that have, happens so often when you're when you start to notice it. As w- it was like one time when I was uh, because I'm often in doubt myself, like everybody, mm-hmm. and uh, I was out walking, and uh, that was when my father had died, and uh, I was so I was so stricken by grief, um, and I walked along a uh, outside where I live, and but ha- there's no forest here because it's uh, agricultural areas. So I, I was walking along the fields, and it was a sunny day, and it was so beautiful. But I felt so low; it was dark inside myself. I was so depressed, or sad, uh, and I I shouted out loud, "If there is somebody or something here that is that is." Um, if there's something to this spiritual thing, I want to, I want to, ha- I have to have a sign because I'm losing my faith or I'm losing my belief. And then I, nothing happened. So I walked. Isn't that disappointing? I, yes. <laughs> but, but I, I just walk about hundred footsteps or you know, 20, 30 meters, like saying in Europe. And then I heard something, a swooshing sound. And I, I, I turned around and looked and I sort of come, came a flock of uh, white swans uh, flying over me, towards me. And they did a, a big, not that big, but a circle around me, a big circle around me. And it was so beautiful, and then they uh, they did its circle, one circle, and then then they went on the direction that they were aiming from the start, and I was just wow. That's special. Yeah, that that was uh, something. It made that that made my day. It of lightened course. my 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 uh, spirits also. And that's that's a pretty obvious sign. I mean, things can be subtle. Yeah. And your yeah. dad uh, died. Did you say four years ago? Yes. Yeah, and no matter what we believe in, grief it can be so painful. Mm. That's that's true. And I I um 
because uh, when you, you you work in your daytime life and you have a, a hundred thousand things to do and uh, the kids grow up and go to un- college and university and so on, they have their, their problem, you have to help them with this and that. And and so uh, so I started to drift away from the spiritual uh, dimension or the spiritual ways. I, I hadn't done any outdoor uh, shamanism or anything for uh, quite some years. But uh, when my father died, I, I really said because I was so I was so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I really felt that I have to get into this spiritual. I need it. It was like I, like I was thirsty. I needed that spiritual water or yes. have, to, uh, have to fill myself up with it again. But I, it was uh, there was no natural way that because I, I thought I had lost my uh, my own my drive or uh, if I, my ability or whatever I didn't know how to start so I had to start search searching again uh, and I didn't know where to start because uh, the teacher I, I have had and there was in five six seven of them the masters I call them because jokingly but uh, they um, they were they were they were they were not anywhere near, so I couldn't. I couldn't uh, use them for my own, my own uh, good uh, to help me there. So I started to search the internet, and I, then I came across a, a lot of a. I, I started to uh, just look at. A, I started to be interested in what just for, for for the fun of it to start to look at uh, the UFO phenomenon, because when I was a kid. I was so into the fascinated by science fiction and yes. uh, UFOs and everything. And so I, I, yes, that was really fascinating. So uh, I started to uh, to see what has happened the last 20, 30 years. Uh, so I started to uh, check check out the internet and see what happened. And uh, uh, to my big, a really, really big amazement, uh, they have started. They had started to talk very much about spirituality. Um, that those that had uh, contacts with uh, or channeled uh, different uh, entities or mm-hmm. what what you want to call beings, they talked very much about spirituality and that spirituality and what they were saying was so uh, similar to to what I was used to in um, uh, from shamanism. So I, I was, wow. So I started to get more interested in, in that and uh, gained a, a lot of knowledge in that area too when I contacted people and got into Facebook groups and they started to interest me a lot of a lot of things uh, in that. But, but uh, there was... Uh, Quite a few egos uh, there in, in the UFO communities around the world, and there were there were often contradictory right. contradictions in uh, what they were believing or teaching, and and somebody just into fear to install fear in people, mm. and uh, like dystopian uh, visions of the the future or the society. So I, I couldn't take that any longer. So I uh, I started to. Uh, go back in my grief also to 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 search for proof more tangible proof 
Uh, and, I, and I knew when I, that before, a uh, long time ago, they, they're up to the 60s, sort of, that there were uh, this thing that they called the physical mediumship. So I started to search the internet and I uh, soon discovered when I knew what it was, what I was looking for, uh, that uh, there is, uh, in fact, very much physical the mediumship going on around the world and both in the United States and in Great Britain and Denmark and Sweden and and uh, I, I guess in the Spanish-speaking countries to the Latin countries also, of course. I'd love but, uh, to talk to yeah. you. I'm sorry to interrupt a little bit more about mm-hmm. this because I was just introduced to physical mediumship, I think, last just over a year ago, and I thought, you've got to be kidding. Like, I can't imagine these things really mm. happening. And if you're listening right now, and this is the first time you've heard, heard about physical mediumship, it's, I think, kind of a rare kind of mediumship, but it's it's something where uh, people can actually materialize in flesh. It's done under, most of the times, dark, which leads our minds to think that it's not possible. But there was mm. even a gentleman named Leslie Flint, who we'll talk about, who uh, was able to have people's loved ones come through and speak in their voices. And I mean, really incredible things, you know, not just how we know about mediumship today, I think is this evidential mediumship, you know, medium tapping into your loved one's energy and being the mouthpiece. But uh, I mean, we can talk about it more, but I I had a great experience going to uh, Banyan retreat in in the UK and witnessing uh, both David Thompson and Scott Milligan. But I right now, this is what I'm passionate about. What else is possible? And when you and I spoke just a few minutes before recording and you started saying that these people are meeting in circles all over the world, I'm thinking, are they? <laughs> How do you know? What did you find out? You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, would you talk a little bit about just some of the, your findings that this is really alive and well? It's just not, I don't think too many people know about it. Yes. Uh, well, I I must say I'm no absolutely no expert That's on okay. anything when it comes to physical mediumship but I, I so I I have followed what what I've discovered or I heard about and, and so on also experienced a, a little bit myself uh, and I was I thought <clears throat> for a very long time that the only thing existing was sort of a mental mediumship where right. where there is a medium that that are channeling other either by saying um uh, Yes, I have a loved one here, and they they are selling, telling this and that that they have a they are have brown hair and they have a blue dress and they are smiling and they have a uh, they have a um, necklace and uh, or whatever. Right. And they and they are saying that you you should be happy, or so. And I, I was not interested in that because I want to be, as I said before, captain on, of my own ship, sort of. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually was at a seance where I fell asleep and it was very embarrassing because I sat next to the medium and she was so boring. So I fell asleep and I snore loudly. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, that was really embarrassing. But she got so nervous also. So when she she came to me, uh, all her predictions or all, all the things she, she gave me, it, it was... Uh, it was just rubbish, uh, not rubbish, but it was uh, it was uh, gibberish. Right. 
to say that uh, I could do it better myself, I, I thought. So I wasn't that interested in, in it. But I also knew that I was not, it wasn't, it, it wasn't the, the sharpest knife uh, of the cutlery, of course. So, um, so, uh, but, but actually physical mediumship, I thought that was something from a, it was, it was non-existent today because there were a lot of frauds, uh, fraudulent people, and uh, it was just something to to uh, trick people with. Uh, I discovered, or I what I read was, uh, on the contrary, absolute opposite. So I was, uh, I soon found out when I studied a little more that uh, there are circles around the, the world. Uh, often it's people sit in home circles. They did it before also, but they sit in home circles and and they practice in dark the same group year after year after year to uh, to uh, get contacts uh, with the loved ones or uh, physical uh, how to say phenomenon happening and so. And uh, if you follow uh, the, uh, the circles uh, and the uh, Facebook uh, updates and so, uh, you will find there's quite a few uh, circles that have had astonishing uh, results also. And uh, that's, that is alive and kicking, but it's very, very, very difficult. Um, but it's not impossible. And that's the thing. It's not impossible. And it's... And it's real, as real as you and me. Have you been so, to some uh, of the seances and witnessed any phenomena? Yeah, I was. Uh, I've been. Uh, I I joined a group in Denmark or an organization. Uh, because I was, I I felt the longing for my Danish roots, and I I also had to. Uh, I had to start to go to Denmark again because in my grief, I it was everything on my upbringing and background. So I, I was thinking of doing the two things at the same time. So I I joined a, a group or a, an organization in, in Denmark. So, uh, and there I witnessed uh, table dancing and a sort of phenomenon where we use, as it did something ourselves. And, and then I uh, was at a workshop with uh, Kai Müge the German uh, physical medium, mm-hmm. and uh, there, <laughs> there was a lot of phenomenon there. I can tell you, there happened a lot of things uh, which I can't explain in any way. Uh, and there was a uh, the also the thing is with a, a medium in a physical mediumship, they they often uh, produce uh, what is called ectoplasma ectoplasma and that's the substance that come out through uh, openings in in the bodies and that that can shape into things uh, for instance uh, to appearances appearances of of uh, bodies of uh, the loved ones that have uh, come to to visit um, it, it it isn't always so but often it can be it can be, it's like a living substance. It is a substance in uh, the medium's body, but it's it also with the help of the group that you do, uh, you get those results. And that's why in a mediumship circle, it's important that you you sit 
so you get to know each other. It's a you sit, you have to sit in, in love and harmony. Right. Uh, because it's a group effort. There, are, there is one that is the medium that are channel, channeling or producing all the phenomenon uh, or making them happen with the help of spirit contact on on the other side, the spirit team. So it's quite complex. And uh, but the group setting is very important, and that's why most circles are closed. But yeah, because you have to know the person, the people that are in the group. So you grow together, and you you advance and you uh, develop together, and that's that's uh, to me is a, a, a sort of charming way because it's a group effort. It's the group that makes makes the things happen. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, of course, you have to have a medium that is uh, sort of trained and skilled in in that, and it also can grow uh, used to those phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I, Stig, I feel like I've witnessed really miraculous things those couple times I went to Banyan. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard for my brain to get around what I witnessed because everything in me says mm-hmm. it can't possibly be. Mm-hmm. Yet I know what I saw, what I felt, what I heard, what touched mm-hmm. me, you know, those kind of things. And one of um, our listeners of the show actually came to Banyan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just because it's not that he had lo- lost a loved one and was looking for evidence of that, but these stories sounded so miraculous that he's like, I got to witness this myself. Mm-hmm. And we, we spoke about it when it, the weekend was over because it's like, Nobody's asking for a, a lot of money. I mean, it's very reasonably priced. There's a lot of other things that happen as well. So, and there's no reason for anybody there to be fraudulent and create voices of people's loved ones and give these messages. So even though we don't understand how it could be possible, it's like everything is saying this this is the truth. This is this mm-hmm. stuff is real. And I think you're right. There are people there's these groups all over the world that are keeping this private because it is subject to ridicule, right? There were so many yes. frauds that happened in the early yes. part of the 1900s preying on people. Uh yes. but real. I thought I was out for a walk the other day and I just got this mm-hmm. image of in my mind of a fish swimming underwater. And mm. is very comfortable underwater. And then one point, mm. the fish leaps out of the water and can breathe, of course, but can see yeah. now cities and people. And like there's this whole new world, but it's mm. too much for the fish to handle. So it exactly. goes back and swims in the water. And I feel very much myself like that mm. fish that I'm, you know, what I can used to in my life is reality as where I'm comfortable but there's a piece of me that knows I have witnessed the miraculous. And I know there are people sitting for physical mediumship. I know these things are going on. And I, and if you're listening right now, and if this is something you're interested in, um, you listen to my other shows on physical mediumship or go to banyanretreat.com. Check out that website. Uh, it's one of the very few places um, that you can actually witness some of this phenomena. But it's like, holy cow. <laughs> mm-hmm. So me, the little fish in me knows that, like, I want to keep jumping out of the water and, and keep going there. Um, 
because it, it, it if that stuff was possible long ago i say it's possible again i say it's possible for us to be able to hear the voices of our loved ones not through another person but through you know this kind of uh, spiritual technology i guess is the best way mm-hmm. to put it but i know it's possible and uh which reminds me i i i, I want to ask about the book that you're um co-writing with this team because it deals with um someone who was a physical medium a man named leslie flint would you mind talking about that a little bit yeah yeah i, I, I sorry no, that's right. I, I, love, I, I love to hear your voice. So I, I was thinking <laughs> that, that you have to have a, a, your own show where you're interviewing yourself. But because you say so, so uh, wise things. And Thank you. So, so I, I'll do another episode I, this I, week that's just yes. me talking. Because yeah. I've seen so much lately that I haven't caught everybody up on that I, I want to. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But back uh, to you. Yeah. You're the guest. Yeah. Uh, the story about that, uh, we are – we had. We are trying to to make a book. Uh, we are trying. We are in in the the work as we are doing the work right now, and it's it's supposed to be a book, and it will be a book, of course. Uh, and it's uh, the thing is that there was a uh, a medium that was very popular in England, and he had a speciality that he that he uh, his spirit uh, team or spirit control. It helped him strangely enough to to uh, produce something that we call the voice box where where the the uh, where the, uh, the deceased or the spirits could could uh, sort of uh, get into in some strange way uh, into the voice box and with the help of the voice box that was made out of ectoplasm uh be able to to a uh, sort of cross over to our dimension and and have a voice uh, that is uh, audible and it's recognizable and it's uh, um f- sort of free of uh, of the medium and so 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 the media it's fun to hear this recording because they recorded most of the sessions uh, from 19 uh, somewhere in the 1950s and up mm-hmm. to uh, and Leslie Flint, uh, I think, just before he died, and I, I don't remember, I think it was 92 or something. Um, and um, there's a lot of recording on uh, leslieflint.com. Uh, and uh, they helped me also, because when I was in grief, I forgot to tell you that, because uh, when I was uh, in grief and I was uh, searching and uh, reading about uh, physical mediumship, I saw that name, Leslie Flint, over again, and I saw his picture, and he looked like a really nice person. He had a almost rock and roll name. So, uh-huh. I, started to, so yes. I started to listen listen to the recordings, and they, and they, they, they sounded so English. They, they were so English, So uh, and they were quite easy to understand even for a Swede Dane like me mm-hmm. uh, and you could also read the transcript of the recordings and after a while I I, I discovered uh, there was a, a couple that was called uh, uh, Annie Nanyi and uh, Dinshaw Nanyi and they they made a lot of recordings so there were a lot of seances I think it was during 14 years so I listened to a lot of those, and they were so fantastic to hear that man and wife they could talk to, uh, to each other because they, the 
the woman Annie. She died in 1966, and uh, Denshaw he was so he was so in grief. He, he suffered so much, actually so much. For he was so down and depressed that his daughter couldn't live home any longer. She has told me uh, that later on. But uh, so he took uh, and traveled to. He was uh, he lived in Gothenburg, Sweden. Uh, had just moved to to Sweden from India, uh, and he, uh, he took uh, the boat, or sometimes flew, but often the boat, I think, to London to meet to sit for Leslie Flint, and to uh, his astonishment, his wife came came through, and they started to kind of do as to talk to each other, and they uh, it's so loving, it's so heartwarming to hear them because they they talk about everyday thing and she teases him and he, uh, the man and uh, and so on and it's so uh, it's so nice to hear them talk and and they talk everyday uh, chat about what he's been doing at home because she tells him that uh, she comes and visit him all the time and she tells him things about his home where he lives when he's a uh, how do you say widower mm-hmm. widower it's hard to pronounce, but uh, um, so she tells him uh, uh, episodes and things from what he's doing, his activities at home. I want and, uh, and, yes. to see, I don't mean to interrupt, but just like to no. give a visual to who's ever listening. So there's this guy, Leslie Flint, who is one of the most tested mediums out there because yes. you have to imagine now this man, this ectoplasmic voice box would whether I think it came out of his ear and it would be like on his shoulder and there's actually a picture of it somewhere on the internet but through that little box voices of people's loved ones they would have conversations back and forth wasn't coming out of Leslie's mouth he himself very often had his mouth taped shut uh, he gave this away there's not like anybody had to spend money thousands to do this but he no. spent his whole life dedicated to helping people. And yes. on this website, which is leslieflint.com, there are countless tapes or interview or um, recordings of people that had come through. And, uh, this, uh, Dinsha Nanyi, he was mm-hmm. actually a doctor of chemistry. So very, very sharp man. But of course, yes. the grieving process, you know, if you hear that there's this man that could possibly bring through your wife, you know, he, he made it, traveled a great distance. And lo and behold, what you're saying, and I've, I'm actually on the page on the, on leslieflint.com with these conversations. Uh, mm. and, and I, I heard the first one, you know, that she just a whisper of her trying to get through. And by the yeah. time you get to the last recording, it's her voice. I mean, it's clearly not, a man trying to throw his voice somewhere around. It's, it's an actual living being. His wife, even though invisible to the eyes, very much alive and very much part of his life. Yes. And, and to help with grief. Oh, wow. And so you're saying that that really, you know, that made a difference to you too, right? Listening to these yes. audios. Yes. It, it really did. And it also got, uh, got me interested in, uh, because uh, Dean Shaw, uh, I have first have to say that that uh, Leslie Flint uh, was tested using a uh, as a tape over his mouth and so. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, when he did the recordings, he was uh, sitting 
uh, idle chatting in the room with the spirits himself. And the spirits could be here, be heard around in the room, even if you, you say he has this, you see a picture where he has the voice box uh, next to him or, or on his shoulder. So the voice could come from everywhere in the room, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I think that's right. Uh, so it's, so he, uh, he often, and that's also so f- fun to hear those stories because they talk that, that Queen's English and, and they joke and they, they sing uh, and they t- idle chatting and they, and in Annie, see, she's telling uh, Leslie Flint that she thinks he's getting fat and he has to go work out or, or something. So he, she, she jokes with him. Um, so uh, it's impossible for, for it to be a ventriloquist uh, yes. in, that, in that matter. And there's also uh, there's a lot of thing about uh, Leslie. He, he, he could do that not only in his room or, or in his basement. I think it was the basement that they, they used. But everywhere, he traveled around the world uh, doing those uh, kind of seances. So it's, he was really something that that was very, 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 and is very rare. I, I don't know if there is anybody out there uh, doing that kind of voice box uh, thing, uh, uh, method. If there uh, is, they are not public about it. No, yeah. exactly. And like I said, I think this is very prone to ridicule because my very first time doing one of these seances first of all i didn't Mm. tell anybody i was going because i thought people Mm. would think i'm crazy but Mm. it happens in the dark so what does the mind say why does it happen in the dark it can't be real it's got to be fraud you know i mean it's that's Mm. what's right there and so for people who are practicing this and doing this if they were open about it um you know people could Mm. think oh it's got to be fraud but if we can picture that there's families and groups all over the world that sit sit every say Tuesday night or Wednesday night and they sing songs and it feels good and then you know next thing you know uh this phenomenal these phenomenal things start happening i just can't help but think there's got to be a way if people are interested in this to do a little bit more research and we make this alive again i if it's meant to be i think it'll happen but uh, I never knew it existed, and I tell you, no. the little fish in me wants to stay mm-hmm. under the water where it's safe, and it's, sometimes it's hard to talk about this, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I know what I've experienced, and I can't, I'm excited about the rest of my life, you know, exploring mm-hmm. this and what's possible. But but if you use that analogy with the fish in the water, is is the the thing is that deep down in the water you don't know what what there is there. So for, for every every spiritual being, it's 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 better it's better or more wise and it's safer to be able to walk in both worlds yes. to get have the knowledge of both dimensions. Not because there's many dimensions, but the the, the two nearest. Uh, over the water and under the water. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, to get back to uh, to uh, the Nanyi tapes, they were. I think it was 14 years that uh, the doctor then show he he went from Gothenburg uh, two times a year in the spring and in the in the, uh, the the spring and in the autumn or the fall. I think they say in USA. Mm-hmm. Um, and when when I, I listened to them, and they gave really they really gave comfort in me, 
And uh, along the way, I, I sort of uh, discovered that she they come from came from Gothenburg. And I was when I was a little kid, we moved from from Denmark, from Copenhagen, and and up north of Gothenburg in the archipelago uh, up there. Uh, you lived on an island, and I discovered that the uh, Annie Ninje, Annie Nanji, she came from up there north of Gothenburg. So I I I felt that I I sort of knew the surrounding where he, she came from and that, that gave also a sort of confirmation in me and uh, along the way i started to join a group i think it was the afterlife research education uh, institute, institute group yes yeah and i, I think it was there that i uh, we got to know each other also and uh, when i talked about uh, i mentioned the the uh, the tapes uh, that I listened there in that group. Then there was uh, one or two, maybe three person that reacted and and started to uh, to answer me back. And I, I found out that it was those person that had worked with those tapes for years, years and years and years. So we started to chat and they got to sort of know each other. And uh, one of the guys, Carl uh, Barnes Jackson. Jackson Barnes. Okay. Uh, he asked me if I, could, because I speak Swedish, if I could help him to to, uh, to do some investigation to, to try to find out more of what happened to those that couple, where did they come from, and and it's all all those things is is there also to to get sort of confirmation. So uh, it was uh, Carl and me. We started to talk, and then they, there was this guy Jack Terence Andrews in, uh, in Tucson that was doing a uh, the cleanup of the real to real tapes. So I got to know him too, and we started to chat. And he is a wonderful guy, very talented, and so. Uh, and then there came came along a woman that's uh, her name is Mary Beth uh, Spanamank from the, the USA and we started to chat also and uh, us four we started to chat a lot about uh, those tapes because we all loved the loving the tone between the two and it, it gave us so much comfort and it was funny and uh, the thing that we started to get to sort of a be able to place them in the the real life so to speak they came from Gothenburg and that yada 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 and so on uh, that gave even more confirmation and the more we listened to the tape the more we got to know and like uh, these persons that were on the tape we sort of got to know them and we we started to really grow really fond of them and then they uh, i don't know wh- who it was that said should we do something about this uh, should we try to make a book or something mm-hmm. and we, uh, we left all of us Sort of uh, in, uh, in in text left, but uh, <laughs> yes, but but uh, then we had talked about it even more and more, and we found found that uh, that Mary Beth she has written a, she has written a, about thirty five books uh, about education and uh, everything for for children, school books and so. So we, she she was really really skilled in that. And uh, so we, you knew we could make make that part happen. So I, I have started to do research with the help of the others, and they, along the way, I found out they had a, a daughter still living. They had two daughters, that couple. So uh, we have started to do. I, I called her 
I was very nervous because uh, I didn't know if she was interested at all. You know, if somebody calls and, and say, um, hello, I have listened to uh, recordings where your father many years ago went to uh, to see a medium. Uh, yeah, you never know how people will of react. Of course, right. So it, it took me uh, at least two weeks before I, I could, in, in my mind, make up what I was supposed to say and how I was to put put it forth. But uh, fortunately, she uh, responded positively. So we have started to uh, to uh, do uh, I've started to do interviews with uh, with that uh, daughter of, of those, and uh, get to know even more to know, yeah, know knowledge and facts, hard facts about them. And it's uh, the fun and interesting thing also if you listen to the tapes to get those confirmations uh, that come from uh, during what they are saying that they wasn't uh, supposed to know, like the spirit uh, guide that is, that's also uh, always present. Uh, it's a young boy called Mickey. Uh, that is Leslie Flint's spirit control on the other side that helps uh, all those um, okay. conversations to, uh, to actually happen. Um, and, um, he says, uh, things also that he could, couldn't possibly know. Uh, I haven't, I haven't got an example here right now, but, uh, but it's really interesting and it, it's things getting clearer and clearer and they are getting more and more sort of, uh, confirmation, not confirmation, but it's getting more and more tangible, uh, real 3d people that couple and how could it be that a woman from from out in the countryside uh, from working class uh, working as a servant get to know a, pr a professor i think it was professor or a doctor at least uh, from india and move to india with him and raise two two uh, daughters and then move to back to sweden just uh, 12 months before she suddenly dies very it went very fast that she dies in cancer lung cancer in 1966 so they, they had to just sort of touch swedish ground again mm. it's a beautiful <laughs> story and if yeah. you're listening right now and interested in hearing the tapes and seeing the picture of uh dr nanye and his wife annie um, you can just scroll beneath this episode and I have a link right there. Or if you don't have a place to write this down, if you even just type in Google, uh, Leslie Flint and then N-A-N-J-I, that's their last name. And the page will just be the first hit that you get and click on that at the leslieflint.com, um, website. When you, yes, yeah, so when you get into these, uh, sort of, um, spiritual matters you you get uh, i know you know that too because you you have talked about it before you get sort of a, small messages and confirmations all over the place just like the, the spider web that the yes. soft sweet uh, swift spider web out in the nature and and uh, i have here in my hand because i got a letter today from a uh, british medium that is very very nice and very skilled she's called uh, uh, or called her name is Sandy Ingham, and uh, she sent me a, a, a drawing that uh, she made. 
uh, that her uh, spirit guide uh, helped her to to make and it's uh, for us it's really 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 close to uh, similar to to the way that uh, Annie Nanye uh, looked oh that's uh, fantastic so uh, that was that was quite uh, quite interesting that's the confirmation confirmation from different different direction and different places sort of all the time yes um and uh, it is also it's a joy because there's this sort of a uh, how do you call legacy mm-hmm. or or uh, we feel obligated to to make because uh, Din, Dino or Dinsho and and Annie, they talked about in many of the recordings that they were trying to do a book about their conversation or their their relationship, but they they seemed to not be able to get the money for it because in the, in those days it was very it was expensive to do to do books and he he says in one episode that well I, I, we live here in Sweden and in Sweden they are not interested in matters like this so uh, they they were too early. Uh, on because if they had been 20 years later, then the new age uh, movement had come and they would have sold so many of those books. So we we felt it was uh, our duty to help them to actually ma- try to make a book uh, about it. Uh, It'll be beautiful, about their, yeah. About the relationship and uh, and that book is uh, when it's ready and we are uh, yeah when, when we're ready with. I think, and we are thinking uh, to sell the book uh, as a through the Leslie Flint Foundation, and uh, yes. so they, so uh, whatever comes comes in uh, will go back to to uh, make help restore the rest of the tape because there's really really many tapes left that are that is not has been digitalized uh, even to this day, and there we. Maybe, maybe there are additional tapes <clears throat> uh, because Leslie Flint, when he made, it seems like he made two tapes, one for the uh, sitter and one for his own archive. Yes. So uh, if there's people listening that has a, that has a, a, a recording or a, a cassette or whatever of a uh, Leslie Flint uh, seance, you're much welcome to contact uh, the Leslie Flint uh, Foundation uh, through the, the website. LeslieFlint.com. And if yes. you're interested in this subject, I had a spectacular interview with our friend Carl Jackson Barnes. And if you go to WeDon'tDieRadio.com and scroll down to episode 183, 183, it's a, just a fantastic episode. And he's got some... Uh, samples of some of the speaking too. Uh, Stig, our time is just about out. We, you and I could mm-hmm. talk for four hours, I think. Yes. But is there anything you want to share that you haven't shared so far? Or, yes. Uh, uh, it's, it's yours to share now. Yes. I would, I would like to say, uh, we've started, a, I've started a, uh, a closed Facebook group where I want would like to allow where I have a try to gather people interested in the spiritual matters, um, artists, healers, mediums, and uh, and so on to to make a sort of a my own home, my own but sort of a home circle, and uh, not for a physical mediumship but to share 
uh, knowledge and tips and uh, to help each other. And most of all, the thing is in that circle, even in, in these spiritual uh, communities, so people have a... It, tendency you know when when uh, we talk over the facebook and uh, social media people they get they get uh, angry at each other for uh, pettiness you no know, small details and and so and uh, in that group uh, i'm trying to get people to stay sort of stay civilized because the spiritual um, development of uh, humanity in, in uh, general needs people to uh, to uh, look look aside from the small everyday envy and uh, envious how do you say and when they are envious mm-hmm. uh, yes. and so uh, or uh, let their ego get in the way or so uh, so it's uh, try to to keep a loving atmosphere and uh, the tone in uh, whatever we are communicating and and uh, there have started to uh, I have started to invite quite a few uh, uh, very interesting people in that group and what I will would like to say that everybody can do that everybody can they can uh, get to connect to people and they try to connect to them a little closer and they to share their stories and share their sorrows and their joys and and also uh, things that they have uh, discovered or like like we talk now about what you have experienced because uh, Scott Milligan and uh, you said David Thompson mm-hmm. is two of the world's absolutely now now a living greatest when it comes to physical mediumship, as I have been uh, told. I haven't I haven't uh, been sitting with them myself, but I, I know quite a few that has they are totally in awe. Mind blowing is all I can exactly. say. And yes, David yes. David Thompson uh, and hopefully Scott Milligan will both mm-hmm. be at the Afterlife Symposium this September in Scottsdale, Arizona. Not 100% confirmed on Scott, but definitely David will be there. And hopefully Scott, which if anybody's mm-hmm. interested, go to afterlifesymposium.org. Um, obviously, it's not just about that. It's all things life after death, um, but it's some It'll be a great time. Uh, we'll get yes. you on an airplane sometime, Sieg, and or I'll come to you because I do yeah. think we need to meet. Well, thank you so much for being our guest yeah. today. Yeah, thank you. Wow, thank you. It's great! A pleasure. And can anyone join your Facebook group? No, no, they can't, but okay. they can apply. They can apply, okay. and then I will. I will try to uh, get to know these people, and I, I. I'm very good at uh, at uh, sensing or uh, sort of a uh, yeah sensing what a, a person is uh, up to and if if he or she is suitable for for this kind of uh, atmosphere. Otherwise, as I said before, anybody can do it. Anybody can uh, set up a Facebook group and uh, gather people uh, around the uh, yeah, and. A topic or an interest or whatever uh, it's, you just have to start somewhere and uh, if they go to the symposium or start with with your uh, we don't die radio shows and so uh, that's a great way to start mm. but the people in your group are they what kind of people are they because I know it's they a are, very small group 
Yeah, that 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 group is people that I have personally asked or invited, um, and I I know that these people I have followed them, uh, and I know they are they are uh, open minded and they are kind and they have humor, and they they have even if there's they are some of them are the the most of them are really enormously skilled and. And they are not only spiritual people, but are spiritual interested people. Mm-hmm. There are artists and the musicians, the writers, and so also. So I want I wanted to have that mix because I I think all those uh, areas uh, are connected. Art are a are as I say is a spiritual matter, a spiritual subject. Music is very spiritual yes, and uh, literature so. and so on and. And so on, and I, I don't want to uh, people to stand and they sort of live in a living as a, to be living in a box, when they and if they don't know that the neighbor holds just that piece of advice or, or a gadget or thing or information that I need desperately. Right. Well, so I, I want people to to connect more. Yeah. Oh, don't, without don't a betrayed. doubt. In on our Facebook group, if anyone has not yet joined if you go to facebook and you type in we don't die listeners uh stieg is a member of that and it's a good place to get to know him as well mm-hmm. and also it's a it's good to be part of a group because you know left to my own devices i sometimes forget yes even me i forget <laughs> that mm-hmm. i'm into this fantastic world you know and um but to have a community that's talking about the afterlife is talking about grief is talking about our dreams coming true and what's the purpose of us being here on planet earth i mean it's in we don't die listeners you can definitely join that and um get involved because there's a whole bunch of like-minded people that will love you support you and you can be open i can be open um you know there's very few people in my day-to-day life i don't know if there's any <laughs> that i can just talk freely about this but in mm-hmm. within the group of 3000 you know i can say anything and and so can you so um stig thank you for being our guest today yes it was, man it was this pleasure. was great so it's nice to meet the man behind all the facebook messages mm-hmm. the fantastic artist and you always make me smile with uh the messages that you send me so thank you for all that you're doing thank you for being on the journey that you're on and most importantly thank you for sharing it because i think service is uh is the keys to the kingdom you know when we can make a difference for someone else that's true yeah, so great. Mm-hmm. And for our listener, thank you for spending this time with us. And I had mentioned the afterlife symposium.org. Uh, as a reminder, go to we don't die radio.com. Uh, episode 183 was with Carl Jackson Barnes. If you're interested in Leslie Flint, definitely go to leslieflint.com. Uh, if you got this little instinct, you want to find out about more about physical mediumship and you're, you want to take a journey. Um, this spring, I will be at Banyan Retreat. And there'll be another uh, five-day workshop called Whispers from the Soul. Happens around Easter. Uh, it's, it's one of the best things you'll ever do in your entire life. And you can go to banyanretreat.com. And what else do I need to say? Probably nothing. My name is Sandra Champlain, and I am absolutely thrilled that you're with us today. And um, 
that I get to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. As I said in the beginning, write down three things that are important to you that you'd love to see happen this year and keep them on the front of, you know, whatever it is you're doing. And you just watch that those things are possible, you know, and you can keep taking little steps toward them. And, and, um, I, I heard it said once, God will work with you but not for you. So I think it's important that we all take steps towards our dreams. And like Stig said during this interview, uh, you know, you got to walk through your fears. Fear can be so crippling, but if we can just face it head on, which is tough, I know it's difficult, but there is another side. So anyways, in closing, I want to thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.